then I started getting trendy and then I was like I don't want to be like a dude that sticks like teeth whitening shit in his mouth and then smiles to the camera for like a paycheck, you know? Because we, we went traveling and the way we went traveling was like, we would just fucking post. Me and my sister would just be like, hey, we're in New York. Does anyone want to hang out? And like heaps of people hooked us up really well. We met heaps of cool friends. But then there's like a lot of thirsty people that are like, they just want to hang out with you for the plug. Like you hang out with them and they'll be like, yeah, can you um just can you post that photo of me and you? I just have a lot of feelings. And I'm going to talk to you about the unintended consequences social media is having on your mental health. Is it genetic? Oh, Christ. How on earth can you have a problem with anxiety, Jordan, when you are so confident on stage? But I don't want to go among mad people. Oh, you can't help that. Most everyone's mad here. And <laughs> would you stop taking pictures of yourself? Your sister's going to jail. Popularity. Let's talk about it. Mm. Some people go to great lengths to be popular. For example, I started smoking none other than the notorious Bali cigarettes, Sampos, when I was 16 to see him chill in front of my then surfer boyfriend. And it really made your breath smell. Everybody wants to be popular, I think. Sorry, Madison, but I did have to go to school with you. and I didn't smoke Sambos at school. I swear you did, behind the tennis court. <laughs> no. Have I just <laughs> embellished that? You've just embellished that. I wasn't one of those kids. Oh, no. Well, I can still... Does that Sambos have that really... They do. Anyway, Delicious. everyone wants to be popular, I think. We all want to be accepted. But I guess there's a difference, though, between being liked and being popular. I remember clearly the most popular girl at our school was the one that was talked about the most. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be completely transparent in this episode and say I really care about Instagram and I like the idea that I look chill on it. I want more followers. Doesn't it? Rooms triple O M E S. I think everyone does, but I, I genuinely care if someone doesn't follow me back and I won't post pictures of my friends anymore because I'm worried that the people who follow me won't be interested. I treat Instagram like a portfolio and sometimes that gets overwhelming. And sure, we can harp on like smug oldies about how meaningless and hollow Instagram is. Sam Wolfson, a journalist for The Guardian, downright refused to believe that the sort of fleeting Instagram stories that permeate our daily scroll are disruptive. And Ellie Hunt, in her column Keyboard Warrior, wrote that she feels most sorry for Instagrammers who are obligated to lay themselves bare and be in a state of perpetual activedom. But it does matter, especially for young creatives like us who are able to tap into a potential market, an audience who subscribe readily and enthusiastically to our work. I have no doubts that by me using Instagram to share my poems, I've nabbed up some incredible IRL gigs. Instagram helps me feel respected, accomplished, and as if I wanted something great. Mm -hmm. Literally the only reason I've gotten any of the jobs, including this one right now, is because of what I've put on Instagram. But what actually happens when Instagram is your job? And what lengths will people go to to make it their job? Today we speak to none other than Insta celebrity Kai Sutija, aka your mum's your dad. I love how when you say your mum's your dad, everyone has a knocker accent. Yes. 23-year-old Satija is the sort of millennial that baby boomers love to hate. Every part of his life is unashamedly online and he relishes it. But despite having a combined following of over 350,000 fans, Kai still gives his followers teasers of what goes on behind the likes. 
Back in April 2017, Satija posted a meme-style video with the caption, Hey, anyone else think this shit? Please, I'm not crazy. And it was all about his experience with unwelcome involuntary thoughts. Have a listen of this little snippet. There's these things called intrusive thoughts, and nobody knows why you get them, but they're basically unwelcome involuntary thoughts that come into your head. Sometimes I'll just be talking to someone, and I'll just think to myself, Hey, you should kiss that person. You should kiss that person right on the lips, Kai. Hey, just kiss them on the lips. Born in Bali, Sutija has returned to his motherland and now spends his time organising massive Bali bushdoofs. His next one, Spooky Lands, is coming up this Halloween. We interrupted his glitter face painting schedule to have a G-chat. Do you reckon he'd mind it if I bummed a sampo off him? Just a question. <laughs> Please bring back a carton. <laughs> kind regards. Kai, we've got you on the line from Bali. How are you doing? I'm pretty well today. Thank you, friends. You're busy, right? <laughs> I'm very busy. I mean, yeah, I have like an adult life now, which is different to what I've been doing over like the past couple years. Do you like I it? I fucking love it. It's actually sick because it gives me some sort of credibility. Like now <laughs> people are like, oh, he actually does shit with his life. Well, like before I was like, oh, he just makes shit videos. <laughs> <laughs> fucking good videos, I think. But you're, yeah. you're talking about the festivals, the bush doofs that you're holding in Bali, right? Yeah, yeah. And how did the first mm, one go? Know, on, yeah, I've only done one of them, but it was like a major success. It could have gone so wrong. Like it could have gone completely wrong and I probably would have been in like a spiral of depression if it didn't work out this way because we kind of risked everything for it. I'm going to be 100% but, um, honest yeah, with you, Kai. I, um, yeah. I remember I interviewed you for it and I think we were the first Australian publications to write about it. I remember you saying like... You're you the have... only guys that backed me, dude. Oh, I'm glad. <laughs> we said, this is an OH&S hazard. You said you think someone might die. So it is just so nice to hear that it went well for you. And no yeah. one died. No one got hurt, which was sick. I think, um, I think people just need to trust like people's common sense. I mean, there's definitely like a duty of care, but like... But also, <laughs> go down to the clinic. Let's rewind a little bit. We want to know, okay, did you intend on getting yeah. Instagram famous or did it just happen? No, 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 no. I'll tell you the story about how it happened if you want to hear it. I do. <laughs> so basically, um, I was doing my third year of engineering in um, Sydney and uh, my sister moved back from Bali to Australia. So we all got a house together. And then uh, one of my friends from Noosa, Luca, also moved in. And um, they all had like 30,000 Instagram followers kind of thing. How? Like that was kind of, that was like kind of like a plug back then. Like having 30K was like pretty, like you were like, oh, that chick's Insta famous, you know? I feel feel like it's still huge. (laughs) Yeah, okay. I guess it's still a plug having 30,000 followers. But anyway, yeah. So um, they both had like 30,000 followers. And then we went to like About Life because it's like one of my favorite places to go. And for people listening, that Um, is a health food store in Sydney and Melbourne. Yeah, it's a health food store. And at About Life, there's, there was an app for like exclusive people, which my sister and um, Luca were on. And basically, I had to have Instagram followers to have it. And they all got a free green smoothie. Ooh. And I was sitting there going, like, what the fuck? I paid $8.50 for this. Like, why do you get that for free? And they were like, oh, because we have Instagram. And I was like, well, fuck that. I'm going to fucking make Instagram. <laughs> and that's, so it so was then, all spawned from a green smoothie. Yeah, because I was like, these 
bitches getting free shit and I'm not. <laughs> Can I ask, you know, have you been what? back to take the smoothie that's yours, rightfully yours? I still haven't, I haven't taken advantage of the art yet. <laughs> oh, my God, Kai. Hit us up. Yeah, I no, love because, about life. Yeah, because then, then I started getting trendy and then I was like, I don't want to be like a dude that sticks like teeth whitening shit in his mouth and then smiles to the camera for like a paycheck, you know? Yeah. Well, that, that sort of brings us on to our second question. But I just, sorry, I want to interrupt there. Mm-hmm. You said you started getting trendy. Did that involve yeah. changing the way that you dressed or any of that? Was that an intentional yeah. thing that you did? Well, the thing was, I think I was a little bit hyped because I, I kind of had a strange look at the time. I had like long platinum white hair and just, I don't know, like, I don't think people were dressing like me back then. It was kind of a weird op shop aesthetic. Mm. <laughs> now, now I look back on it and I was like, what the fuck was he thinking? <laughs> <laughs> but it was something different, something that people wanted to follow, yeah, right? You yeah, thought? it was something different. It was like, so Luca was at film school, so studied film. So they were like heavily involved with that kind of thing. And when I was doing uni, I was like so fucking bored of what I was learning about and just hated every second of it. Right. And on the weekends, I would see him, like, like film some stuff and stuff. And I was like, that looks, like, really fun. So I was like, I want to do that. I want to try and just make stupid videos. And then I just started making stupid videos. And I guess some people were like, that's mildly entertaining. Right, some people, about 350,000 followers that you now have. <laughs> um, Madison, what yeah. were you going to ask, Kai? Sort of in line with that stuff, because I, I just, I'm interested in how you keep your cool and you kind of remain in tune with who you are nowadays, especially considering people do expect a certain kind of content from you. And like even listening to you mm-hmm. speak about your old self, like, oh my God, what the fuck was he thinking? Mm-hmm. How hard is yeah. it trying to be yourself when, when yourself is so, uh, you know? Uh, yeah. Like, so everyone has like a public perception of who you are, but obviously like your mum's your dad is a persona that I play. And I don't think people understand that it's a character. I mean, it's like, unless you wear a fucking wig and like totally change how you are on screen, people will generally just think that's like you being you, but it's, yeah. it's totally like, it's totally a persona or like a heightened exaggeration of who I am. It's like when you meet someone's parents, you put on a filter and you're like, oh, like, nice day, how are you going? But then online, you like take away that filter and it's just like the extremity of who you are instead of like, yeah, a filtered version of who you are. What what elements? You know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, what what yeah. elements? What elements of your mum's your dad do you most <laughs> think you're like? Like the weirdness about it is totally me. But unless I'm super comfortable with someone, I am totally introverted. Like I would I will never be like myself if I just meet someone for the first time. So it's like sort if of I go like- out. Yeah. If I go out to a place, I'm just like, this is anxiety, like 10,000. Like, mm. why is it? I don't want to talk to these people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. I reckon that would be yeah. exhausting because it's sort of like you're playing a character. If you're if you're actually like going out and speaking to people and you are quite introverted and whatnot, I feel like people would expect yeah. this your mum's your dad type. Oh, dude. Yeah, the expectation... But the online expectation is probably worse. That's what gets people down, I think. I mean, I see a lot of, like, a lot of, it's like trendy now. Like, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I shouldn't say, it's just like trendy now. Like, girls to talk about, like, their insecurities and, and whatever. But it's totally them, like, like, marketing 
something about them. Do you know what I mean? Like I see heaps of girls now do like these like Instagram stories about like how they're anxious and depressed and like about social media and all that shit. It's like, I, it's not, it's like probably rude that, um, like they're trying, it's like almost seems like false and like a marketing pull from them because talking about that kind of thing now is trendy, if you get what I mean. Right, like depression memes, they've really blown yeah. up lately. Depression, yeah, but I don't think it's like they, they're depressed. I think it's more or less like a marketing stunt, but yeah. Do you think this is I'll a marketing to stunt, Kai? Me talking about it, no. No, no us no. doing this <laughs> bloody <laughs> podcast. Do you think this podcast is oh. a marketing stunt? <laughs> No, no, I'll explain it. Okay, so, like, I see girls and they just, like, love yourself and, like, all this stuff for, like, 20 minutes. But um, I just think it's really false, some of that, some of the stuff that's going out there. Okay, that's interesting. That's you know interesting. what I mean? Like, I feel like if you're actually really depressed, you wouldn't you wouldn't go onto social media and talk about how depressed you are. You I know, don't know. You'd be fucking depressed. I reckon it, everyone's experience manifests. I think online for a lot of people is like a way to reach out if they can't leave the house and they really need help. Sometimes people do desperate stuff like posting statuses. I don't know. I, it's like it's like in high yeah, school when you post the Facebook status like really over his shit. Like you, you want him to notice. <laughs> yeah, no one understands. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like people, you look at your analytics and all that, all that kind of shit and like... This is okay. I'll talk about anxiety now through Instagram and like analytics and all that shit. Sure. So, like, when Instagram brought out, like, you know how you can track your growth and all that shit mm-hmm. <clears throat> on Instagram? Mm. You have like analytics, it tells you like how well you're going and all that. Like, the one thing that got me down the most was like this dude, like, sent me a graph about like how like I was not trending anymore. And he's like, haha. Look at you now. And what? I like opened that up and I was like, oh wow. I'm actually a little bit sad about this. Wow. <laughs> it's, <something> like, <laughs> yeah, it's easy enough when like heaps of people comment on your shit and they're like, oh, you suck, whatever. Mm. But then like see your growth on a like mathematical graph. <laughs> and you're like confronted you're confronted with like how not well you're going. Is this like an experience. Oh, can I can I just double check? Is this public knowledge? Like, can I tap in to see your growth, or did this guy just do his homework yeah, on your yeah. mum's and you dad? Can, there's like a web. There's a website. You can totally do it. And someone sent it to me, and it was the oh. graph. And I was like, oh my god, because I try I try to not let things get me down. But yeah. it's um, it is like social media does definitely get you down and i mean when you're not when you're not going well you know what i mean i know what you mean but this guy what was his like, relation to you did he have a lot of followers no or it's just, random? just a random dude like fully random dude just <laughs> you know that's what i don't understand like when, when people go out of their way i to think like, yeah to do that. i think that's when it really hurts because you yeah why are you even bothering doing this like who am i to you and you're still it's coming from such a place of hatred i want to know like obviously on yeah. your videos some of them were divisive did you read the comments people left yeah yeah you read you read the comments and stuff you know sometimes it's like a drug you're like oh look at this it's going so well you get so happy but it's it's also like a superficial thing uh, maybe you know like a little bit narcissistic when you're going really well it is like a drug but then yeah there's a bunch of comments 
Facebook is the worst just because mm. the way the algorithm works it's like if people don't follow you it still pops up on their feed and they're just like who the fuck is this cunt yeah which yeah. I get you know it's some random dude just on my feed and I was like fuck I hate this guy but I would never go out of my way to DM him a graph of his growth you know <laughs> I feel as if that goes to show you, like, the fact that this random punt has sent you a screenshot of your growth rates goes to show you that people have a funny relationship with people that are Instagram famous. Yeah, I think, like, there's a lot of judgment because at the end of the day, we all have the same sets of skills. Like, anyone could do what I'm doing or anyone could do what that girl's doing, but we're not doing it. And that's why, you know, the judgment and hatred comes out because if I, like, if I have the same set of skills as that, that girl, but I'm not succeeding, the only way that I can like comfort myself is to be like, fuck that girl. Do people ever come to ask you to help them make them infamous online? Like, do people come to you? Oh my God. Yes, <laughs> dude. All the time. All the time. Like, hey, play it. I'm like, right. Yeah, dude. All the time. Or like, but that's also the sense uh, of false friends and all that shit. Like, you go. Because we, we went traveling and the way we went traveling was like, we would just fucking post. Me and my sister would just be like, hey, we're in New York. Does anyone want to hang out? And like heaps of people hooked us up really well. We met heaps of cool friends. But then there's like a lot of thirsty people that are like, they just want to hang out with you for the plug. Mm-hmm. Like you hang out with them and they'll be like, yeah, can you um just can you post that photo of me and you? Oh, and they actually say that. Day. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she like that. But I'm also on, on the side of exploitation right now with like festival marketing. I DM like any person I've ever run into that has followers and, like, post my Instagram story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it goes both ways. I guess it's, it's just it if you... It, would you say that when your personality is so tied up with an Instagram and people start exploiting that, that's when it starts to feel a bit icky and a bit, like, shit? Yeah, but at the end of the day, you know, everything is advertisement. Really? You're always being sold something. Yeah, but I mean... But are they trying to advertise themselves? Uh, I don't know. You look around the world, and everything's an ab- an advert. You know, everything. Every all most content creation is an advert for something, or someone's paid for it. You know, mm. through advertising. I want to talk about a video that you posted. You post a lot of. You call them stupid videos, but they're funny. They're skits. You downplay them. Like yeah, you thought yeah, about I think them. It's a it's a self defensive mechanism to for me to just say the shit. Do you know mm. what I mean? Because then there's no bar. Yeah, which is exactly. Like, what I've also struggled with. like if you set a bar then people will always scrutinise you to that bar. Yeah, that's very true. But what about, you did a video in April 2017 about your intrusive thoughts. Can you run us through what that was? Okay. (laughs) So basically, your brain, I looked into it, your brain does this thing where it it, it tells you to think about something that you shouldn't think about because you thinking about what you shouldn't think about stops you from doing it kind of thing mm. so like say if you're like on a balcony edge you'll look over and you'll be like i should just fucking jump even though like you're not suicidal in any way your brain's just like you should jump what happens if you jump or like the one i get heaps which is super weird is like in ubers it usually happens with people that you don't know i don't know why but like in an uber you'll be sitting there and then your brain will just be like you should just kiss him like mm. just kiss muhammad <laughs> or like hold, holding holding a knife in a kitchen and your roommate walks in and you're like I, I could I could fucking kill him right now yeah Just, ooh, yeah dead. but I wonder is that do some people experience those intrusive thoughts more than others <laughs> I hope I'm on like the appropriate scale <laughs> <laughs> but I mean is it something that actually affects you or that was sort of a piss take no, like you get them. It's just like a weird. Like I'm not, I'm not walking down, walking around all the time and getting it. But like sometimes it just pops in your head. Do mm. you get them? 
I I certainly do get them. So I have a type of OCD. Yeah. It's called pure O, which means that I do have these kind of intrusive thoughts where I think that people are going to die if I don't do certain things and I have to do those things. And oh my gosh, less sort of violent, yeah. I think, than, yeah. the, than the ones that you've mentioned in the video. But I certainly do know the feeling. Yeah. It's um like there's this thing they say people who have Tourette's, um and yes Tourette's is a real thing because some people don't think that it's real. A lot of people who have Tourette's, the things that they say are the one thing like their tics are the one thing that they know they're not meant to say. Mm, yeah. So yeah. like if I have a friend who has Tourette's and if I'm saying something that he doesn't agree with, he'll start going bitch, bitch, bitch mm. because he knows he shouldn't. <laughs> um yeah. So it's really interesting how the brain works and how it taps into other sort of like disorders or ways of being. We, yeah. we kind of want to know, like, why did you post that video? And that's not me being like, why the hell did you post oh. it? I'm just genuinely curious. I'm, yeah, I, I'm like a real... I kind of like to observe society in a lot of ways. And I was like, I wonder, you know, if anyone else gets these thoughts. I also thought it was super funny because I was like, why the fuck? Like, why the fuck am I even thinking this? This is so weird. And also I was like, am I like a fucking psychopath kind of thing? But then everyone was like, oh, wait, I get these too. Yeah, what was the response like? Yeah, everyone's like, oh my God, relatable content. (laughs) (laughs) And it's all about that relatable content, isn't it, Kai? Yeah, that's basically Instagram. This is being relatable. <laughs> and you still framed it as like a kind of joke, which I thought was interesting because it's like intrusive thoughts. As someone who has intrusive thoughts, they can be really disorientating. Like they can be really scary sometimes. Mm. Did you do that I mean, on purpose? Yeah. Praise. My whole account is a joke. So generally, you know, the things that I post the comic. Totally. Home. So it's still your mum's your dad. Yeah, you know, it's not under Kaya Sateja, which is, I've talked about this before, it's like putting my name on something would require me to like really appreciate the work, which is why I kind of got out of Instagram or tried to find something else to do. Mm. Because I was like, I don't want to fucking keep doing these videos that are just like a quick, easy laugh, Mm. you know. So I don't get any satisfaction out of it, you know, in, in the long term. Right, I see that. So if your mum's your dad is this crazy guy who's a caricature and he makes these little videos, who is Kai Satija? Oh, man, you have to get to know me, bro. (laughs) How would you describe yourself? Um, I don't know. It's like there's different levels of me, you know, like once I'm comfortable, I'm probably closer to like the your mum's your daddy guy, but Mm. I have to be super comfortable and I have to be like, you know, um, like feeling it like at the moment like now I'm just chilling I don't really want to be extra extroverted and try and crack jokes every like six seconds <laughs> good I'm glad I like that that we've gotten you to that level do you do you have many people in your life that you can be Kai around these days yeah like my friends know me as me like everyone they're like most people meet me in real life and they're like whoa you're way more chill than I thought you would be hmm I definitely did. I mean, I know we we met at a party, so we were a little bit um, lit up. We were definitely, <laughs> um, you're definitely more thoughtful, I think, than the your mum's your dad character, and I think you think more deeply than he looks like. He yeah, does. no, that's something. Like, I'm I'm stupid. I want to do a book, maybe on like philosophy or something. Just something I'm interested in. Like, I've always been interested, in, like reading like philosophy and stuff and like all that shit. But 
a later project maybe. Looking back on the past yeah. few years, everyone knows you as your mum's your dad pretty much listening to this podcast. Is there anything you would have done differently given the fact that now, I mean, because of the platform, I think it has enabled you to move into doing these parties. So it's obviously had a benefit, but is there anything you would do differently? Yeah, I mean, I was really, when I first started up, I'm going to say like a what like I was younger. You know how you like, you grow up a lot in like every year I feel, I feel like you mature a little bit or whatever. Mm. I think when I started, I was quite immature and I still am like super immature. Like I'm 24 now, but I'm probably like the age of like a 20 year old. Um, and I was always really into just saying whatever you want to say kind of thing. But now probably looking back on it, I think there's like, some sort of like filter that probably should be applied to like some of the things that I said. Is being Instagram famous something you'd necessarily you'd aspire towards? You think people should aspire towards? No, but the thing is, you know, in today's age, social media is a currency. Like the mm. number next to your name definitely definitely matters in in a lot of what you do. Like even like I feel like for jobs and stuff. Like, people would just look at your Instagram over a resume these days. Like, depending on the industry. But I guarantee you, if it was, like, something to do in the creative industry, whether it be, like, music, film, or something like that, like, your your Instagram would, like, have a significant impact on... Totally. Um, well, it shows connections, right? Absolutely. Job. Yeah, it shows connections. Yeah. But it's also, like, who are the people behind those numbers is what, like, people need to realise. You know, no, there's no face behind like the 130k, but like, like the majority of those people are probably like kids at school you know? <laughs> with very smart visual like, merchandising really, really skills. To, like, yeah, do you really need to be connected to that kid in year six that's studying for his math test? Like, maybe I don't not. know, maybe not, maybe not. It, it does open up a lot of doors. Like, I'm so fucking grateful for like how my Instagram kind of took off and like the the things that I've been able to do because of that like there's no way this festival would have got pushed over the line without my Instagram like that was the number one factor in like approaching like investors and, and marketing totally campaigns and things like that if you, if um, you didn't have Instagram yeah. Kai you wouldn't be on this podcast would you mm. Exactly, and this is like the highlight of my day. So yeah, thank you. I hear no sarcasm. Finally, what's the one thing you keep offline? The one thing, hmm. uh, dude. I keep so many things offline. <laughs> Hit us with a list. We want a laundry list. Yeah, uh, laundry list. Um, like relationships offline. I hate people knowing about that stuff. Just really. Like, yeah, I'm real private in that sense. What else? Offline. What mm, do people put online that I don't put online? Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't have like a real name on Facebook. Oh. That's offline as well. Because I'm like, I'm actually like a super paranoid dude that like just thinks the government is like watching me all the time. Oh gosh. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, <laughs> Given Facebook's <laughs> recent um, screw-ups last yeah. year, you probably have a fair enough oh, um, dude, point. They're just, they're just taking out data, man. Like, <laughs> everything is all about data and they're just fucking taking it. <laughs> right, so no name on Facebook. And do you have, like, a yeah. third thing? The third thing, yeah. It's, like, um, relationships, just 
Anything that is like mediocre, I probably wouldn't put online because I'm like, I have to maintain a image of being someone who is entertaining. All right, speaking of mediocre, let's say you post your breakfast. If it's uh, like, you don't really strike me as someone who's going to post an Insta story about their breakfast, but what about if you saw the coolest. <laughs> Dude, I did it look- yesterday, actually. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, sorry. I was going to say, if you saw an amazing acai bowl, you'd put it up. But you are that kind of person, so I'm sorry. Yeah, I've changed, man. Like, back in the day, I was like, fuck the man. I'm better than that shit. Like, but no. Now you're a sellout. You've caved. Yeah, I'm a sellout. But, like, everyone has their price. And I think, um, you know, once you get into the adult world and you're not on Centrelink and studying uni and you're like, fuck the man because you're getting a paycheck for doing nothing. But then when you leave and you're like, I have to pay bills and real-life adult things, you'll sell out. (laughs) (laughs) It'll happen. For anyone listening who has hopes and dreams... Slash him. Slash him. We're selling out. Join aboard. I just want to double check. Is this what you do full time? Or do you have another source of income? What? Um, So the thing is with Instagram was like my sister's my manager and she used to like, uh, she managed me and I did it. I did it full time for like a year because I started it like in, I don't know, but I graduated in 2016. So Mm -hmm. for the whole of 2017, I did Instagram for a year. How does one um, do Instagram full time, if you don't mind me asking? How do I how do I do it full time? Was basically I built like my Instagram up to a point where it was like oh he has followers so for jobs it was like a very lucrative platform for endorsementship. Mm. But the majority of my money came from modeling and not Instagram posts. Like I'm not a model, but at the end of the day, like a brand, a streetwear brand or whatever is is looking to put their money into something that's going to give them a better return on investment. And in these days, you know, like hiring a model. <laughs> That is super good looking but doesn't have a platform to stand on just doesn't make sense yeah. so like hire a mediocre good looking guy that has a platform that will post your photo for five thousand dollars you know so it's a mediocre model's dream 2018. yeah yeah it's um people like it yeah you can travel the world on instagram you can do a lot of things on instagram like i know there's like a lot of hate like i still i guess I'm, i still have some sort of like pity not pity but like some sort of animosity to like Instagram girls just because I'm super jealous of their life. Like everyone has it. Like how does this girl do this? Fuck her. It's like no, she's <laughs> she's fucking living the dream. Like do you think she gives a fuck about you? She probably doesn't know your name, but you know her fucking name, you know? That's a really good point. She's on she's in on a beach in Tulum. She's fine. That's it. Thanks so much for yeah. talking to us on No Chill. You I think you have more chill than we thought you would. We thought you're gonna be a bit more wild in this interview. Yeah. Oh, right. I think you need to censor out like heaps of shit I said. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be deleting a few parts. Oh, yeah. Usually about the Halloween costumes. Yeah. But yeah. other than that, you were great. <laughs> This episode brought up any ugly feelings or you just need to have a chat with someone who gets it. You can phone Lifeline on 13 11 14, Headspace on 1800 650 890 or Beyond Blue on 1300 22 46 36. Next time on No Chill, we'll be joined by local Sydney cider legend Flex Mami. Stay tuned, folks. If you know somebody who could really take a No Chill pill, Tell them they can find us by searching for No Chill on iTunes. And if you listen to this and wonder what we look like or want to know what we eat for breakfast via our Insta stories, you can follow us on Instagram. Lucinda is at Frooms, that's F-R-O-O-M-E-S, 
and I am at Madison R. Griffiths. And if you liked this podcast, or if you're one of our enemies and thought this recording was super embarrassing and worth bitching about in your group chat, you got something out of it. So please give us five stars on iTunes. And as always, don't keep calm, but do carry on. Goodbye. Um, yeah, it's it's weird. <laughs>